Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get a Life Ministries, and I want to thank you for joining us again for this documentary entitled RFID, Man's Greatest Invention, or Mark of the Beast. And last time we saw the third concern that I have with RFID, and uh, hopefully you do too, and that's the dangerous deployment of RFID. And we saw the first area that RFID is already being deployed upon you and I, and that, of course, was in the retail industry. And there we saw that the promoters of RFID uh, in the retail industry say that it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. This is going to be awesome, not only for the companies who use it, but also, they say, for you and I, the consumer. But once we took a look at the facts, it was clear, folks, there are some serious privacy concerns uh, with this technology. We saw a clearly created personalized data mining. There was personalized marking. There was personalized pricing, if you can believe that. And it even created, of course, personalized tracking with this technology. And again, this is not some sort of uh, alarmist going to some extreme. This is not some sort of wacky conspiracy theory. This is exactly as you saw what these corporations are planning on doing to you and I around the world right now. And that, of course, now brings us to the second area that RFID is being deployed, and that is, believe it or not, in the food industry. Believe it or not, folks, these corporations not only want to control, they not only want to monitor all the products in the world, but believe it or not, they are going to do it, and as you're going to see, they're already beginning to do it to all the food in the world. Let's take a look at that intention. Is this the help desk? Yes, it is. We need help. With what? It's always... I understand. Farmer, designer, weaver, buyer, shipper, seller. What do you got? You need a customized, integrated, real-time web portal. To get you on the same page. Perfect. Who are you? Shepherd. Now, folks, what you just saw was yet another propaganda piece from IBM uh, ex ex explaining to us that they really plan on using RFID technology, not only in monitoring and tracking all the retail items throughout the entire retail chain, but as you saw, they're really planning on using this technology to monitor and track in real time the entire food chain. As you just heard, they're going to what? They're going to use this technology to connect everything in the food supply chain, all the way from the farmer to the designer to the weaver to the buyer to the shipper uh, to the seller. Or what some use in the industry, what they're saying, this is their words. They say, we're going to be able, with this technology, we're going to be able to track everything all the way from the farm to the fork. That's their terminology there. So, so let's take a look at how they're already implementing this RFID technology in the food industry. And you tell me, folks, that's really what they're up to. This is their intention, to monitor all the food around the world. Let's take a look at that. And, of course, the first justification they say is, hey, listen, don't you realize RFID will be used to keep your food fresh? And we're all concerned about that, right? Well, let's take a look at that. Uh, one of the supposed justifications is why we just have to have every single food item on the whole planet tracked and monitored with RFID is this is going to ensure that all of our food, food will always be uh, fresh and, and safe and readily available. But, folks, customer satisfaction is not the only motive, shocker, uh, why companies want to do this with RFID. Companies readily admit that if an item is not on the shelf when a customer arrives, then guess what? 
a sale can't be made and guess what they lose out on valuable profits it's about cash so RFID tags on every food product on the planet will enable them once again to monitor product availability throughout the entire global food chain so as to maximize uh, product availability so as to maximize their profits I'm telling you folks money 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 is the goal here with a lot of these corporations and this whole system one day the Bible says is going to be hijacked by the Antichrist. But let's continue on. Uh, and, and this monetary goal of companies using RFID is clearly seen, folks, uh, in this following video demonstration of what's being called the future store. Here is what's coming for you and I as our shopping experience to go get some food. Let's take a look at that new reality. Alrighty, as you can see, that's the future store. And in the future store, folks, that you'll be shopping, it's all about inventory management. Or should I say inventory money meant because that's what it's about, to make sure the product's there to get your cash. And as you can see, some food or products that are coming into the warehouse. And as we saw before, the RFID technology lets them have an automatic registration of the articles. And they're instantly checked in and beamed in. They know exactly what they are, uh, what the details about that product. And it's beamed to a kiosk. And then they can check the order of delivery. That's right. No more you guys needed to uh, check that stuff in. It's going to be done all automatically. But not only is the checking done in automatically, so is the storage of the product in the back of the warehouse. As you can see, it's told exactly where to go. And of course, you have precise information on the storage location, articles that are in stock, and of course, even, remember, it's tracking uh, globally all the articles in transit. And so once it's there, then it can be alerted and taken into uh, the store itself, but not before going through another reader. You have an automatic registration of the articles taken into the store. Remember, these things can be tracked anywhere they go. And so finally it goes into the store to replenish the stock because that's right, it's going to uh, land on it what's called a smart shelf. And it's so smart, it's going to make sure that product's there all the time. Uh, to make sure that they get as much cash as you uh, can. Also, by the way, notice that those had electronic uh, tags on, the prices will change. But here you see a close-up of the smart shelf, and that's the reader device, and you see some products there that all have RFID tags on them. And of course, it's beaming information about the product constantly, but also if it's removed from the shelf like that lady just did, then an alert is immediately sent to another kiosk or computer and it tells exactly what's happened and what is needed precisely for that so-called smart shelf. And here's the incoming message. That's right, shelf 12, there are only two milk products left and there is actually an, a misplaced product and we are now informing the employee. That's right, employees, no more downtime for you. You're gonna work you like a horse. And so an, an alert is immediately sent. And folks, keep in mind, this all happens within seconds. An alert is immediately sent to the employee, whereupon on his PDA, that's right, for those hooked on acronyms, um, and it says an incoming message, shelf 12. There are only two milk products left and there's a misplaced product. You better get over there, uh, Bobby Joe, and, and re fix it. So, and that's what he does. He takes the misplaced item and that's right, he's a good employee being told what to do. He is putting more stuff on the shelf so they can get more of your money. But folks, once again, I'm telling you, this gives them the ability to make sure that product's there so they can make sure that we can make that, uh, purchase that item, they can make that sale for the money, okay? This is really what it's all about, okay? Convenience is not the main issue. But let's continue on. Uh, fast product stocking, folks, is not the only way that these companies will be ensured a steady cash flow from you and I using RFID. Just in case there's a glitch in this global monitoring system of food products, once again, RFID comes to the rescue. RFID tags not only enable companies to track food products anywhere, anytime in the whole world, 
to ensure fast availability, but they can even sniff the food itself to ensure its freshness. Believe it or not, folks, these tags also have the ability to monitor chemical smells in food, indicating whether or not a product has started to spoil and or has gone bad. As we saw before, the tiny microchip can not only store information, but receive it as well. Even things like humidity or temperature or shock, etc. And so when RFID tags are used on food items, they really can sniff out, if you will, and detect spoilage during the shipping of things such as fresh produce, meat, fish, baked goods, etc. And companies say that this sniffing ability is highly needed because perishable, listen, perishable food products account for half of all retail sales in the United States alone and that 10% of that goes to waste before you and I can purchase them, which of course means they miss out on getting more of our cash. It goes back to the money. And for those of you who think this electronic sniffing of food using RFID is just some crazy science fiction story reserved for some far off future, check out this next video clip and you tell me if RFID tags won't be sniffing out our food supply in the very near future. Let's take a look at that now. Nearly 30 years ago, the first barcode machine was born. Now, decades later, the technology we usually associate with scanning our groceries is doing everything from stocking shelves to keeping our homeland secure. RFID is a natural evolution to where barcodes were. We're talking about radio frequency identification, or RFID. RFID has been around for a very long time. In fact, today, when you travel through a toll booth and you have an easy pass, that's an RFID technology. Now companies like Symbol are providing RFID technologies to revolutionize the way we live once again, like at the supermarket, creating a 24-hour virtual stock boy or gal. If the shelf was empty and the proximity reader knew that the shelf was empty, it could send a signal to the stocking rotation folks to actually take something from the back room and put it on the shelf. From stocking shelves to taking stock at the airport, where RFID is improving baggage tracking and security. What RFID has done is now taken that technology to the next level. Previously, you would actually have to manually pull a trigger or point a laser or point an imager at a barcode to read it. Now, as it passes within the proximity of an RFID reader, that information that would normally be in a barcode is now transmitted. And experts say one of the biggest benefits of the technology is cutting down on human error while improving productivity and lowering operating expenses. What else is in the future for RFID? How about something called sensing technology, which can do everything from sniffing out rotten fruits and veggies at the grocery store to sniffing out potential terrorist threats. Sensing technologies would have the ability to sense chemical, radiological, biological weapons in a cargo container. They would also be able to, to sense the freshness of produce in an aisle in retail. So folks, uh, once again, it may sound like science fiction, but this will enable them, this RFID on every food product, uh, give them the ability to sniff, if you will, uh, whether or not something is fresh, so it could always be there for you and I. Why? To make that purchase to get more of our cash. But let's continue on. As you can see, folks, this tracking and sniffing ability of RFID on food products is not only one smart technology, as he said on the video, it's a scary technology when you stop and think about where this could lead to. For instance, imagine if a particular food product was deemed by the government to be unhealthy for consumption. And with all these new tracking and sniffing abilities of RFID tags on our food, our food consumption could be completely monitored and controlled with no place to hide. 
Now again, what's the issue? Revelation 13, the opening text said this, that he is going to be able to control what you buy and sell. It's not just buying and selling, he's going to control it. Folks, this technology gives him the ability to do that. Not just keep us from making a financial transaction, he literally can control whether or not we even get to purchase uh, this particular product. RFID makes all this a reality. But let's continue on. No place to hide, folks, because listen, this is what they're doing. They are going to mandate and control whatever we eat and drink using RFID tags. Okay? NCR Corporation, believe it or not, already has plans for it. In their promotional piece called 50 Ideas for Revolutionizing the Store Through RFID, they state, quote, if food or clothing were tagged with RFID, that could provide ingredients and materials composing the item. Shoppers could be warned about items to which they or a family member was allergic to, or when those items were placed in the shopping carts or baskets equipped with RFID readers. A smart system could suggest alternatives that did not contain the problematic component and tell the shopper where to find them. And you might be thinking, well, that's that's not too bad being told whether or not a food item will uh, trigger an allergy. You know, you accidentally put it in your cart and, and, and it'd be nice to suggest an alternative. But folks, here's the problem. What if one day it switched from being voluntary to mandatory, like this person warned? Quote, imagine what would happen if health insurers public health officials, and even employers could also peer over your shoulder at your food choices and set their own restrictions on what food products you could or couldn't buy. Let me translate that for you. What you could and could not buy or sell. It's all coming together, folks, from a multitude of angles, and the Antichrist is going to hijack the whole system. It's being put into place now. But let's continue on. Already police, folks, Uh, Police departments have fired officers for smoking cigarettes in their off-duty hours, claiming that smoking raises health insurance costs for others. And employees in King County, Washington, the Seattle area, will be charged an extra $1,000 in annual health care fees if they don't participate in a Snoopy health incentives program that monitors their lifestyle choices. So why wouldn't these same tactics one day be deployed at the supermarket? I mean, think about it, folks. The grocery cart that watches your spy chip food choices would make it possible, listen, for employers and health insurance companies to impose similar conditions on people's grocery store purchases. Why stop at tobacco, he says. Cops could lose their jobs for buying red meat or beer. Who defines that? Quote, giving computers the power to prevent shoppers from buying certain products sounds like a big brother increment just waiting to happen. And folks, aren't you glad that our government now has total control of our healthcare system? And if you don't think that they're going to start limiting certain food products from you and I, you got another thing coming, okay? And you might think, well, there's no way they're going to be able to mandate it. Aha, if you put RFID on every single food product, the government literally could keep you from buying or selling that product. Where have I heard that before? Let's continue on, okay? The second justification, they say, hey, listen, it's not just going to keep your food fresh. Hey, this is going to keep your food convenient. Remember, it's all about you, the customer. Let's take a look at that now. Once again, the seductive mantra they thrust at you and I to get us to resign ourselves of having not only every single retail item on the planet tracked and monitored with RFID, but every food item on the planet as well, is they say, hey, it's all about your convenience. It's going to provide convenience beyond your wildest dreams. 
But once again, a quick look at the facts reveals that an RFID-enabled global food supply system has nothing to do with giving us more convenience. It has to do about getting more of our cash. Check out the newly envisioned RFID-enabled shopping experience that was depicted by the writer of this article. Here's what she said, quote, I'm in a supermarket called the Extra Future Store in Rheinberg, Germany, jonesing for a bit of Philadelphia cream cheese. I feed my request into the chut screen console on my shopping cart, and up pops a map showing the optimal path to the dairy section. I steer over and grab a box, regular in name, but far smarter than the average cream cheese. The package carries a computer chip that talks to a two millimeter thin pad lining on the shelf under the box. When I pick up the cheese, the sensor in the pad notifies the store's database that the box has been removed. I exchanged the plane for the one with herbs, then racked with indecision, snagged the low-fat version. It turns out it's not really all that low-fat anyhow, so I put it back down. Well, my waffling will produce a flurry of data back at Kraft Food headquarters. The company, which gets this information in return for subsidizing the smart shelf and the microchips attached to the packages, will use the data to analyze my behavior. The marketing department will likely draw some kind of conclusion from my skittishness, a hint that maybe low fatness is too spartan of a theme, for a hedonistic schmear anyway. Uh, of course, they'll also have some serious insight into my personal shopping habits. Well, back in the aisles, antennas suspended from the ceiling track my position, and a server beams information about specials to my cart's console. The prices on the 35,000 remote-controlled LCD labels flickering on the shelves, listen, rise or fall each night with inventory levels. Throw that 10-pack of juice box into the cart when there's still two pallets in the back room, and it could cost you a buck 99. But you show up on a Saturday afternoon rush, and you'd be looking at $2.53 for the same uh, juice box. After choosing a bottle, they go on to say, of Pantene shampoo. Uh, by the way, P&G will be interested to know that I opted for the smooth and variety only after picking up a different bottle first. She said, I made my way to the DVD section. I pick up off the shelf a German dub version of There's Something About Mary and hold the RFID package up to a video kiosk. The movie trailer starts to play, and I chuckle as Cameron Diaz answers the door, sporting a hairstyle product not sold in stores. As a rule, I loathe going to the supermarket, she says, but hey, this is actually fun. It's like a multimedia scavenger hunt. It's as though the store is reaching out to me, entertaining me, and yes, taking my money. A produce kiosk equipped with a, a, a digicam and identification software prints price stickers for fruits and veggies based on size, color, and shape. Stop right there. You talk about micromanaging profits. Each individual piece of fruit on its individual weight is, is priced. Folks, this is what it's leading to. It's about the cash for the companies and corporations. Let's continue on. Another kiosk regards a bottle of wine, tells me the appellation, suggests accompanying dishes, and compares vintages. Best of all, once the store becomes RFID saturated, I'll be able to breeze out to my car without breaking stride. A scanner, listen, will read the tags in my cart and debit my bank account. Folks, once again, go back to the premise of what was worn nearly 2,000 years ago. One guy is going to be able to control and monitor the whole planet, literally down to what you can buy and sell. And this is what this technology does. It tracks items, it tracks you and I, stores information, and makes financial transactions. Whoever grabs control of that system literally controls 
what you buy and sell. It's all in RFID and it's already being implemented right now. Let's continue on though. It says this. It, she said it's just going to be like an, a, a, a shopping floor easy pass. And she says, I just hope the bag boy can keep up. Now, folks, for those of you who think that uh, they're really not planning on this kind of continual marketing and continually monitoring of you and I while we shop in the store with RFID tags, check out this next promotional video straight from the companies themselves. It's simply called The Future Store. Check this out. Try, folks. Welcome again to The Future Store. And this is what you're going to have now. You're going to have a virtual tour of The Future Store, and you're going to see it in action. Now, hopefully you're not actually flying into the store like this with some sort of a helicopter that would be quite dangerous. But that's right, this is just computer animation, so don't freak out. But as you can see, it's a nice, clean environment. Uh, everything's quite sterile with RFID, apparently. And you're going to come, and you're going to have what's called a future card, and it's going to be able to identify you. Now, by the way, you know they don't need that card. Uh, they can just scan the items on your clothing. But that's right, you use your card with RFID-enabled technology, and it says, hello, Miss Weber, it knows you automatically. Welcome to the future store. That's right, and we're here to help you out, not just to identify you, but here comes your loyalty bonus system, remember that from last time, or your electronic shopping list, and we'll tell you exactly where the stuff's at. And so the shopping cart actually becomes what they're calling the personal shopping assistance, where they know everything about you, your buying habits, what you need, and that's right, I will now guide you through the store. That's right. And it's, they're calling it the individual reacting store. But as you can see, it's a special offer. But that special offer, as we saw last time, is catered to your buying habits. Smart store, the store reacts to the customer's needs. As we saw before, uh-uh, you're going to get a specialized price based on your income and your buying habits. But that's right, just in case you don't uh, buy the products that we want, we're going to put these commercials. These are called the uh, terminals that they're going to have around. It's basically what it is, is a, a commercial. Uh, and so they ask you, and how did they know she was interested in wine? Hmm, interesting. And so they're asking her, you know, would you like this or like that? And she says, no, I'm not really interested in the Chardonnay. Oh, I want to try something different. So they come to this next uh, red wine here, and it's on sale, you, so you think. And she says, yeah, I'm interested in that. And they know it, too. Uh, and so she says, I need to find the location. And so they're going to have these things called everywhere displays, okay? And that's going to tell you everywhere this stuff is. Uh, to make, and really that's what it is. It's an advertising display. It's a literal computer uh, a screen there. It's just a, a little television screen uh, showing you a commercial, making sure that you uh, uh, complete the deal there. It's only, only $5.99. Well, she's a good consumer who's been manipulated, and so she says, yes, I need that. But that's right, not before letting it be scammed and put in the smart car. And so she thinks she just got a wonderful deal, so she's going to continue to shop. And now she needs some cereals, that's right. But where in the world are they? Well, hey, in RFID world, we're going to tell you exactly where they're at. You can see that they're being tracked. Not only is she being tracked, but she's being uh, told exactly where to go to yet another aisle full of smart shelves. Now, notice the cereal aisle, and every aisle in the whole store has what? Look at those. Those are price tags that are electronic. They're called electronic shelf labeling. As you're going to see with your very eyes, the price just changed just like we saw. And it's not just a special price uh, with a great deal. It is catered specifically to her income and her buying habits, and so she thinks she's getting a deal. And by the way, you saw it with your own eyes. The price is no longer static. Yeah, that's some scary coffee, and that's some really pukey cookies uh, if you got RFID all of them. But anyway, that's my personal opinion. So she's going to continue her shopping experience. She's got the cereal that she thought she got a great deal on, and now she's going to go to get some fruit and vegetables. And she comes across these things called smart scales. That's right. And believe it or not, folks, Again, they are not working towards a static price. 
They are working towards every individual item, even fruit and vegetables. Each individual piece of fruit or vegetable will have its own individual uh, price. And so it's going to be scanned, it's going to be weighed, and you know, again, each piece of fruit might have a different weight or quality to it, and so it's going to get its own individual uh, specific price. And of course, it prints out the cost for those three apples or whatever they are. And so now it's time to check out in the future store world. And as you can see, bing, uh, apparently that's the sound it makes. And uh, it's automatically scanned. The goods and prices are registered automatically. And the process is all electronic with the payment. And the lady's going to push the button to confirm. And there's your receipt. And that's a wonderful time in the new RFID store. How about you? Now, folks, once again, put all this together. This is a future that is coming very soon. But it gives them the ability to literally control on a global scale what we can buy and sell. That system is being put into place even in our food supply, not just the retail industry, our food supply as well. This is the future that is coming that the Bible warned about nearly 2,000 years ago. But let's continue on. Uh, but supposed store convenience, folks, that's not the only way companies are selling us a bill of goods to accept a global RFID-enabled food supply. So is home convenience. Believe it or not, folks, they not only want to monitor and market our food purchases in the store, they want to do the same thing in our home. Why? That's right even more of our cash okay and the reason why is because everybody knows hey that's shopping in the store that's only half the marketing story right i mean if you really want to influence a person's buying decisions then you need to back up the train all the way to the source before they even make it to the store and believe it or not folks they really are planning on doing that as well as you can see in this next video it's called the future home check this out not just to the future store, but the future home. And in the future home, it will have the capabilities with this tracking of RFID food all over the world, an electronic shopping list. And so here we see the lady, and she's just trying to count some items, and old Mother Hubbard uh, uh, is looking at her cupboard. What's missing? But apparently her name is Mrs. Hanson. But anyway, so she uses her computer, and she uses, uh, creates an electronic shopping list, and it's sent via through the Internet straight to the store itself. And you can see here with the demonstration, uh, she clicks yes, and it goes to the internet and automatically stored in the store's database. So when she gets there, she's recognized by the database on the old uh, smart trolley or cart there. Uh, once again, it recognizes her and it uh, says, welcome to the future store. And she picks which one of these things she wants. And she wants to see her electronic shopping list. She created a home and, <gasps> well, by craggy, there it is. The very things that she uh, typed in the computer is now on the cart. But that's right, for those of you that aren't very computer savvy, they're creating things called the smart fridge. That's right, uh, which is, by the way, short for refrigerator for those of you who need help. But anyway, apparently, uh, what this thing does, folks, uh, is it automatically keeps an electronic list. And look at this. You can see how it scans the contents uh, continuously and tells you automatically with the list displayed there on the outside of the refrigerator of the products that are out of stock or uh, getting close to running out of stock. And again, it's since. Uh, with the internet straight to the store. But not only to the store, it can be displayed on a cellular phone or on other mobile devices like a PVA. And so when you get to the store, you can do it. And as you can see, that lady's, she's walking there very confidently because, you know, she ain't gonna forget nothing. And uh, the tro uh, tro trolley automatically recognizes the content there. And, uh, and away she goes. She's just, you know, getting all the other items on her shopping list. She needs some more pukey cookies there, uh, apparently, on her shopping list. And by the way, ladies, wouldn't that be great for the husbands? They will never forget a thing in their life. Oh, that'd be awesome. And folks, what I wanted to show you with this is these people are, are, are serious. This is not science fiction. This is the future of the design for it. Look at some of the people involved with this. IBM, Intel, 
uh, some of the gold partners there, Cisco, Coca-Cola, DHL, Hewlett Packard, Johnson & Johnson, Kraft Foods, L'Oreal, Microsoft, Nestle, Oracle, uh, Phelps, Procter & Gamble. We're talking some big people. Oh, Visa? Why do they be interested? Well, some of us have their finances. A bit of no, ADT, you've got Avery Gibbonson, you've got uh, Boston Consulting Group, you've got Checkpoint Systems, uh, you've got Fujitsu, uh, you've got Gillette, of course. Uh, you also have uh, NCR, you've got Oak Systems, you got Siemens Business Services, what are they doing? Oh, not only them, but Texas Instruments, you got Toshiba and Zebra Technologies. Sounds like a lot of people are serious about this. Now, folks, once again, this is their promotional video. And as you can see, they clearly have plans on being able to monitor all of our food products, not just in the store, but even in our home, okay? It's being sold as a, a bill of goods as convenience, but it's much more than that. And notice, folks, it's not just one company, two companies. As you saw the list there, it's a multitude of companies and corporations all around the world. This is really what they're working on. But let's continue. As you can see, folks, companies all over the world are not only very serious about monitoring and marketing our food purchases in the store for more of our money, they're heading straight for our homes as well. In fact, listen to Gillette's Vice President of Global Business Management, Dick Cantwell. He said they are looking forward to, quote, using readers to track consumers' use of products at home. He admits it. Gillette sees the technology engaged in direct consumer marketing, which would rely on personalized information obtained from readers installed where products are actually used, say in your, quote, your refrigerator. And as bad and as blatant as those motives are, folks, that's still only half the story. You see, once we allow companies to go down this invasive route, we'll actually be opening up a kind of Pandora's box. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that with this kind of technology being deployed in the food industry, it very well could eventually give others the power to tell us what we can and cannot sell. Okay, again, where we heard that before. Okay, but that's not all. The final justification they say, so listen, you, you really need to let us do this. Because if we have RFID on all food products on the planet, it will keep your food safe. And we've all heard about those food scares recently, haven't we? Well, folks, they're using this as a tool to implement this kind of a system. Let's take a look at that justification now. You see, folks, there's only one problem with this grand scheme to invade our food supply with RFID technology. No normal person is going to roll over and let companies and governmental institutions control and monitor our food supply. So those in the industry who are pushing for this worldwide RFID-enabled food supply, they got to come up with some sort of ingenious reason to con you and I into giving them this power. And what tool throughout history has worked virtually every single time to get people to surrender their freedoms? That's right, folks. It's called fear. You see, if you create a crisis, then you can manage the outcome. And in my opinion, this is what many in the industry are using right now into getting you and I to surrender to a real, live, global monitoring of our total food supply. Don't believe me? Well, folks, put it all together. Maybe you've heard of some of the uh, worldwide food scares, such as the horrible mercury in fish, or the ghastly chronic wasting disease in deer, or that dreaded mad cow disease, as you can see there. Uh, and, and hey, who could forget the avian bird flu? And because of all these food security scares, not so surprisingly, a manufactured public outcry has been triggered where people now have an intense desire to know for some reason exactly what's in their food, what's being done to it, where did it come from. Uh, we need some sort of reliable tracking system to ensure the safety of our food supply. In fact, folks, this fear propaganda can be clearly seen in this next video. Let's take a look at this now.
Could I have three of these steaks, please? Three sirloin? Yeah. Certainly you can. Three steaks coming up. What's food print? Food print? Well, to cut a long story short, it means that you can now find out exactly where your beef came from. And all the information that's contained in your number, your unique food print number, is on the sticker. So if I buy pre-packed pork from the chill cabinet, I know it's fully traceable. And now if I buy beef over the counter from the butcher, you can trace it back too. Exactly. So not only do you get all the usual information on weight, price, date and so on, from now on you'll be able to find out where it came from too. With Foodprint, you're 100% assured of its traceability. For customers like yourself, it's another guarantee of super value quality. Enjoy that. I have a feeling I will. The Foodprint system saves us a lot of time, anywhere up to six to eight hours a week. It also cuts out the hand wiping of the labels, which can be very tedious. The labels themselves are a lot clearer. They look a lot more professional. The response from the customers has been very positive. They seem to appreciate the effort and time that's gone in from Super Value. The system's a lot easier to use. It's very user-friendly. We love it here at Super Value Marine. Foodprint is the start of a massive and unique fresh food traceability system. It is an excellent incentive and well worth alerting customers to. It will work for them, and it will work for you. And it will work wonders for them to literally track all of our food items, folks. This is really what it's all about. Okay? But, folks, I mean, obviously, uh, the issue is not for our safety. Okay? Yes, while I agree that a food tracking and tracing system will probably, quote, work for us, the question I have is this. Is it really worth working for? I don't think so, folks, as you're going to see here shortly. So just how do they get this kind of tracking and tracing information of all of our food supply all the way to the store? Well, remember the phrase the companies used at the very beginning. They are working towards a global monitoring system of our total food supply from the farm to the fork. And it just so happens that a global RFID-enabled food system will allow them to do just that. In fact, here's a video demonstration of how they are using RFID technology right now to not only track our steak at the store, as you just saw, but all the way back to the exact farm and the exact cow that it came from in the first place. Let's take a look at that now. InfoLink's BeefLink software doesn't require the user to study computers for years. The patented automated data collection is as easy as setting up the information you want to collect, quickly scanning electronic identification or EID tag with AgInfoLink's tag tracker reader and having the weight and events automatically applied to the animal's record. ATL install ID is now well proven with nearly 10 years use on farms in the UK. The system shown here is a 40 stall unit with 20 cows on each side. It was equipped with install ID several years ago. All the cows have freeze brand numbers. This is an ideal way of proving the accuracy of the ATL install ID system in operation. Watch the cows entering the stalls and the numbers appearing on the control display. Cow number 223 is identified as soon as she enters the stall. Some cows take a little longer. It depends on the orientation of the tag as they enter the stall. Scan end on the control means that all 20 cows have been identified successfully. The ATL sort gate system does not impede the flow of cows. There are no half gates to stop them. The cows exit after milking in the same manner regardless of whether they are to be sorted or not. The unique Pegasus triple axis portal antenna was designed to capture the HDX Orflex tag while cattle are moving along races. There are no holes in the antenna where the tag cannot be read. 
It can be read in any orientation anywhere within the volume of the antenna and it is impossible to pass a working tag through it without it being read. So as you can see folks, they're clearly using this technology uh, to track and monitor animals. And of course the example there was with cattle. But you might be thinking, well, okay, so what? So they're using RFID tags on uh, or implanted into animals to identify and monitor and track and, and store information about them. What's so scary about that? Well, folks, if you recall in that video, the cows were automatically identified and sorted into specific gates using RFID technology. But it doesn't appear much different when you use it on a person as you see in this next video clip. Now take a look at this. Keep in mind, folks, what we just saw with the cow going through the gate. Now here's somebody without an RFID device. Uh-oh, bad cow, bad cow, you don't have the RFID tech, you cannot enter. But that's right, in this new world of tracking folks with RFID, let's see if he can become a good cow, a person with an RFID tag. Well, looky there, he can enter without any problem. He's a good cow with an RFID tag. And folks, believe it or not, that's really what they want you and I to be, just good cows doing whatever we're told to do, going wherever we want or they want us to go, okay? But you might be asking yourself, okay, so what's the big deal, okay? The folks, the point is this, if you compare the two videos, there's not much of a difference in animalistic treatment, whether you use RFID tags on cows or on people. And again, you might be saying, oh, okay, so the, the treatment and behavior looks a little similar to animals, so what? What's the big deal? Well, folks, here's the issue. Could it be that we are being conditioned to open yet another kind of Pandora's box? You see, if you're going to get people used to the idea of receiving an implant themselves, just like the book of Revelation talks about with the mark of the beast, then wouldn't it make sense to implement a kind of phase one, if you will, and try it out on animals first? So that once people get used to that and conditioned to that, maybe phase two will kick in the gear and, and then people themselves will be more willing to be treated like cattle and receive an implant too. And then as we saw earlier, what better way to get the whole process started than to use fear into scaring people into this kind of submission. In fact, folks, those fear tactics for implementing phase one, they're already in high gear. For those of you who may not know, due to all these supposed global food supply scares mentioned earlier, we now have laws in place that make it, quote, mandatory for all animals to be chipped with RFID technology, whether it's McDonald's mandate demanding all its suppliers to have full traceability, remember the term, farm to the fork, of their food products, which by the way, many are calling McDonald's global food supply mandate as a significant push for the acceptance of RFID as Walmart's mandate that has been on the retail suppliers. Or whether it's the U.S. Bioterrorism Act to keep records on the entire food supply chain, or whether it's the Wisconsin Premises Registration Act that requires anyone raising livestock to register their premises regardless the kind or size of operation, or the stated goal of the Agri-Food of Canada to have all food products, including animals folks, tagged and monitored or even whether it's the USDA's here in America, new national animal identification system that will require every single agriculture animal in the nation be equipped with an identification device through which its movement can be traced from birth to slaughter. Once again, there's that term from the farm to the fork. They're using all these scares to accomplish that goal. And folks, you need to understand, this means any location where animals are kept are to be registered with the government 
and all animals are to be registered with the government as well. Okay, and the stated purpose of the program is to enable the government within 48 hours to trace the source of a faulty, quote unquote, animal food product. And what you need to know is the program is not limited to just the big guys, the commercial producers. It includes the, quote, half dozen chickens at grandma's house. And believe it or not, her premises and each chicken must be registered with the government as the program now stands. In fact, the pet parakeet, because it's an animal too, in a cage on a 20th floor of a condo in Miami Beach, for example, must also be registered along with the premises, quote, and there are no exceptions. Unless you think, folks, this will not cover the whole food supply, the stated goal of the industry is to have 900 billion food items and 824 million livestock all tagged, all tracked, all monitored with RFID by 2015. So folks, it looks to me like the scare tactics about the supposed safety of our food supply really is working like a charm to get you and I used to the idea of having every single food item on the planet tracked and monitored with RFID. And folks, if that wasn't bad enough, believe it or not, the same fear tactics are already being used for phase two, in other words, for humans. Believe it or not, folks, people are already being conditioned out of fear into getting used to the idea of having themselves monitored and tracked at all times using RFID technology just like an animal. And this can be clearly seen in this next propaganda video. Let's take a look at that. Companies and consumers alike spend millions of dollars on security and surveillance systems to protect their home, office, and business properties. Yet the most important asset is people. The Dong Huan of Accenture Technology Labs envisioned the future of personal security and developed the Virtual Security Services prototype, which provides real-time, on-the-spot micro-security services. This prototype combines web-enabled surveillance cameras with mobile devices, miniature cameras, and global positioning system to provide seamless protection for individuals when and where they need it. Imagine that you are leaving your downtown office. It's dark and you don't want to walk to your car alone. At the simple touch of a button on your PDA, you request a virtual security escort. The system lists service providers that are available at that location and meet your criteria for price and reputation. Hi, my name is Mark from Crown Security. Where are we headed today? I'm leaving my office and heading five blocks to the parking lot. Very good. You're in my site now and I'll be in contact with you the whole way. Thanks. How does this work? A GPS receiver on the customer's PDA provides her real-time location. The security service can then quickly locate all security cameras situated near the customer and activate them as she is walking by. They can even look ahead on the route to make sure that it's safe before asking her to proceed. I'll wait until you lock your door and start your car. Have a good evening. Thanks. If there were a threatening situation, either the customer or the security service would be able to activate a loud voice warning and immediately contact law enforcement. Accenture Technology Labs believes that the prototype could also be used to ensure the safety of children and the elderly. Businesses can use it to remotely monitor assets as they travel through the supply chain. These services can even be revenue-generating opportunities for security firms or local law enforcement agencies that want to generate revenue by connecting off-duty officers with people who want short-term protection.
Virtual Security Services is an example of leveraging the ever-expanding digital world to deliver new services into the physical world, wherever they might be needed. Accenture calls this reality online, and it's all being made possible with smaller, cheaper, and more ubiquitous sensors and cameras, as well as the proliferation of web services and related internet standards that help connect service providers with customers in new and creative ways. Well, folks, don't you feel safer already? Uh, has the fear gone out of you? allowing them to track and monitor us at all times with this RFID technology. Folks, this is really what they're working towards. But let's continue on. New and creative ways is right, as he mentioned on the videos, new and creative ways to be tracked, as you just saw. But for those of you who still can't see the connection to use implanted RFID technology to first track animals, phase one, and then track people, phase two, then maybe this interview with Digital Angel CEO's Kevin McGrath will help you out. Believe it or not, folks, he not only admits the existence of both phases, but he assures that the full implementation of phase two is coming very soon. Let's take a look at that now. RFID technology to track everything from pets to humans. We'll have more from the CEO of Digital Angel when Forbes.com Video Network returns. Welcome back, I'm Tara Murphy. Chips that contain RFID technology allow you to track everything from humans to pets to airplanes. Digital Angel is one of the companies that manufactures such chips. Joining me now is Kevin McGrath. Mr. McGrath is the president and CEO of Digital Angel. Kevin, thanks for being here. Sure, it's my pleasure. So why don't you start by telling me how these chips exactly work? Well, it's an RFID chip, and everybody knows about RFID. You use RFID, you think about it with, in terms of Walmart and pallets and boxes moving around. We have uh, developed an expertise for using RFID with animals and humans. So um, we have probably chipped more animals in the world than all the other companies combined. Um, we chip uh, cats and dogs in the United States and Europe and Japan. We chip, believe it or not, salmon in the Upper Northwest. Uh, we, we chip uh, uh, livestock. We put, put uh, RFID chips into ear tags that go inside of livestock. In fact, we're the second largest livestock tagging company in the United States, and we're the oldest livestock tagging company in the United States. The applications are numerous. So we see so many great uses of RFID technology. When do you think we're going to start to see a greater penetration? Well, um, on a number of different fronts. First of all, on the uh, companion pet front, we're, we do a million, uh, we chip a million pets a year in the United States and two million uh, uh, pets a year in Europe. So that's, that's big. It's going to get much bigger. Um, with regard to uh, livestock, uh, people have heard about the National ID program, the mad cow scare, and making certain all the, the uh, animals, all the livestock are tagged. I would guess you will start to see major uh, increases in the amount of RFID tagging over the course of 2006 and 2007. Our business has tripled in that arena, but it can go up by a factor of 10. With regard to humans, humans is, a, is the area that is moving the slowest in many respects simply because it's the area, the, obviously, from a privacy perspective, we all have the most concerns about. Mm -hmm. But right now, as we speak, we're in clinical implementation in nine hospitals in the Northeast Corridor. Our goal is 25 hospitals by the end of the year. Our goal is every single major trauma center in the United States by the end of 2000. Folks, as you can see, somebody's obviously not only planning on using RFID uh, technology to monitor and control all the food in the world, but it looks like you put all this together, it really could be the precursor to tracking all the people 
in the world as well. It all fits together. It all ties together. And notice what was their uh, uh, tool to get the job done. It's called fear. It's a classic tool they use all the time. If you can't get people to buy into this out of convenience, then scare them into it. Create a crisis so you can manage the outcome. Works every single time. Okay, But the question is, put all this together. Where's all this headed? Well, folks, I think if you recall the opening verse, Revelation chapter 13, it's very clear this technology for the first time in mankind's history really is paving the way for the actual mark of the beast that was prophesied nearly 2,000 years ago. As you saw all the information in this documentary, RFID is not only designed, listen, to be put on the outside of things, on the outside of products, but the ultimate goal is to use it to be put on people, in fact, inside of people, to be able to track them as well. This one technology gives you the ability for the first time in mankind's history to actually pull off the mark of the beast. It allows you to store information, it allows you to track whatever it's on, and it allows you at the same time, all on this one technology, to make financial transactions as well, i.e., just like Revelation 13 says, to buy and sell with this marking technology. It's everything that is needed to pull off the mark of the beast for the first time in mankind's history. And that's why I believe, to answer the question we proposed at the beginning, RFID, it is not mankind's greatest uh, invention. It really is the precursor to the mark of the beast, which means if you're watching this documentary right now and you're not safe, there's never come a point in time when you have specifically asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of all your sins. You're, you're not trusting in his work, his sacrifice on the cross to get you to heaven. You need to do that now. You need to get saved, as the Bible would say. Okay, You need to do that. There is no time to waste. The mark of the beast, folks, as you just saw, is about to be unleashed on this planet, and you do not want to be here. Call upon the name of Jesus Christ. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior before it's too late. Thank you for joining us. I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get a Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? You see, here's the problem. The Bible says that nobody automatically gets to go to heaven. And that's because God is holy and we are not. The Bible says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness or the wrong things that we have done have separated us from God. And the wages of our sin or unholiness uh, means that we deserve to die and receive God's judgment to go to hell and not heaven. In other words, we're disqualified for heaven. And that's because God being holy and us being not, the two cannot mix. So what are we going to do? Well, that's bad enough. The other problem is we don't even want to admit this dilemma, even though God already knows it all. And so out of love, God gave us something called the Ten Commandments to show us that we're really disqualified for heaven. We're not holy, we're not perfect like him. Uh, let's take a, a look at just a few of those uh, here today. Uh, the Bible says, the Ten Commandments says, you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. How many of you ever told a lie before? Well, those of you who didn't raise your hand, you just did. Okay, let's be honest, folks. Let's not tell another lie. We've all lied. Well, believe it or not, that disqualifies you for heaven. That's how holy God is. He is the truth. He does not lie. 
And so that makes us a liar. Another of the Ten Commandments says you shall not steal. Okay? How many have ever taken anything without permission? Well, all of our hands should have went up at that one. Uh, we've already said we're a bunch of liars. Okay, well, we've all done that. And it doesn't have to be a bank. Uh, it could be a pencil in the third grade. Uh, that means that we're a thief. Okay? The Bible says that God is so holy, even his name is holy. And that's why one of the Ten Commandments says, You shall not use the Lord's name in vain. Hey, folks, isn't it ironic how uh, now the blessed name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says there's no other name under heaven by which men might be saved, Jesus Christ, has now become a cuss word? Folks, the Bible says that's the sin of blasphemy. Okay? And folks, let's be honest. We've used God's name in vain uh, before. The Bible also says in the Ten Commandments, you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus takes the standard even higher. He says, listen, it's not just physical adultery. He says, surely I tell you, that if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you've committed adultery in your heart. God looks at the heart. One more out of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not murder. And you might say, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? The Bible says that the sin of hatred is akin to the sin of murder. You, in other words, in your heart, wish they were dead. You pulled the trigger, if you will, in your own heart. And the Bible says God sees that and it's just as bad. He knows the mind, he knows the hearts, the thoughts, and the intents that we have. Folks, that's just five out of the Ten Commandments. How are you doing? Not very well. None of us can keep them. They're God's x-ray to show us that we're disqualified. And so when, not if, your time comes, because we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds, you're going to have to stand before God, and you're going to have to uh, say who you really are. He already knows. Hey, God, let me into heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer, adulterer, and a murderer. Folks, the Bible is clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's the problem. Here's the good news. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him, what he did on the cross, on our behalf, that we will not perish, we will not go to hell, but he will give us the gift of eternal life. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of all of our sins. It's something that we don't earn. We, we, we can't earn. It's a gift, the Bible calls it. And a gift cannot be earned. He was taking the death penalty in our place. That's what the cross was of the day. And that if we would just ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and believe that in our heart that God raised him from the grave, showing that his death is satisfactory to God to forgive us of all of our sins, no matter what we've done, the Bible says we shall be saved. Uh, the Apostle Paul says that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the grave, we will be saved. Let me give you a common analogy of what God's doing and what he did for us with Jesus dying on the cross on our behalf. Uh, in life, we know that people uh, can be sentenced for a crime uh, to where they're actually on death row. Uh, the courtroom scene has completely finished. The gavel has already sounded. Uh, they are going to jail and they're just awaiting their time before they go to the death penalty. Uh, as they're sitting there in the jail cell, uh, it, it's a proven fact they did what they did. Everybody knows it. They're just waiting for that time for their uh, number to come up, so to speak, and walk down that hall and be executed. Uh, there's nothing they could do to reverse their crime. No amount of good works in that jail cell can reverse what they've done. It's too late. It's over. But believe it or not, there's one way that people even today can get off a death row. And that's if the one in authority, the governor, 
if he were to, out of mercy and kindness, nothing that the person did, because they don't earn it and they don't deserve it, and they can't earn it, if he would grant them what's called a pardon, out of the kindness of his heart, he has the authority to grant them a pardon and absolve them completely of their crimes uh, against the state. And did you know that there's actually been people that this has happened to, that the governor, out of mercy, has granted them a pardon as a gift, and they've gone down to the jail cell and handed that person, extended it through the bars, here, I'm granting you a pardon. If you would just receive it, you can go free right now. And did you know that there's actually been people who've said, no, I don't want your pardon. And so what happened is of their own doing, even though they had a way out, they still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, can I tell you something? That's what God did for us with Jesus dying on the cross. He sent his son to take the death penalty in our place. He, God, has the authority to grant us through Jesus a complete pardon. And every day that you're still alive, God is extending to you spiritually this pardon. But a pardon does you no good unless you reach out and receive it by faith. Won't you do that today? Won't you call upon the name of Jesus Christ? Ask him to forgive you of all of your sins, to trust in his work on the cross, to pardon us from all of our crimes, our sins against God. God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. But there's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus. There's only one way to get off a death row. It's through the cross of Jesus Christ. Won't you do that right now? Well, this has been Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and, and Get a Life Ministries. And if there's anything that we can do for you, uh, please don't hesitate uh, to contact us. Uh, our number, our information will uh, come up here on the screen shortly. And uh, uh, if there's anything we could do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702-452-8599 or email us at bcrone at getalifemedia.com or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com.